Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Yo, what's up? Michael Huber. Naruto Uzumaki. And Brandon Jones. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Brandon Jones. I can't stop thinking about that cookie you just fed me. Yeehaw. Uh, birthday that cake Oreo, Oreo cookie. Uh, yeah. Wow, that really made an impact. You just slipped me one before we start the podcast, and I'm I'm distracted. It tasted like a birthday cake. It did. It's amazing how they do that. It ain't right. The jelly beans and the Oreos are out of control. Blood, why don't you do us the honors of tossing this die onto the coffee table? Oh, okay. Gently. Jones, you're number one. Gently. I'm number four. Well, oh, 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 yeah. oh, but it wasn't gentle enough. Blood doesn't know his own strength. That's number one, Brandon Jones. <laughs> you won this week's Prove It ticket. All right. All right. So, of course, if you hear any uh, any nonsense, you may use the Prove It ticket to make that person prove it. Let's do corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Team Fortress 2 is the best example of a successful game that became more successful once it went free to play. Absolutely. Just didn't come to mind. It's good. Uh, I should make this very clear. When I say Cowan Coward is one of my favorites, that does not mean I support his beliefs or recommend his show. It simply means I cannot stop listening to his show. (laughs) There was no Burnout 4. I fell for a confident comment. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. David Tran, you are banned from corrections for one week. Burnout 3, Burnout Paradise. No. Burnout uh, 3, Takedown. Burnout revenge. 3, Takedown, but yeah, Burnout Revenge is the one. Revenge. Yeah. This, actually, I don't think I ever played Revenge, because it's like a yeah. 360 launch title, right? Never played it. Whoa. And I didn't jump in on the 360 right away. Never so. played it. Let's do it. Let's hop in. Let's hop into Burnout Paradise, it's Burnout. Man. Yeah. Burnout God. Paradise went so well, <laughs> except for Crash stuff. Uh, one of my favorite corrections this week. By the way, the guy who gave you the idea about PS Plus versus Games with Gold on the podcast was me, which is at 3 Eyed Owl, Daniel Montiero. There you have it. Oh, you, you didn't know d- who d- it was? Credit. I forgot who gave oh, me that okay. idea, and that person wrote in, that was me. That was me! <laughs> yeah. So that's at 3 Eyed nice. Owl. Go ahead, write, tweet at 3 Eyed Owl, say great idea for a segment. Let your voice be heard. Star Wars Galaxy had happy dancers. End corrections music, please. Okay. Hmm. The, the uh, dancing class, yeah. So I thought, Huber, that there'd be classes that weren't really fully developed where they said, oh, you could be a bartender, you could be a yeah. dancer, and you'll love it. And I was like, no, everyone wants to be a Jedi. Oh my god, no. Everyone loved the entertainer class. Yeah. Cool. You would you'd be chilling in Tatooine at a bar, mm-hmm. and people would just be dancing away. It was like the social class. That's um, so weird. And the cool thing is, is that Jedi was not at launch. Right. I when mean, I, it was. It, it, nobody they was. They didn't know how to get it. Nobody knew yeah. how to do it. Love that. Those messages started popping up for people. You are now force sensitive. And Ooh. people were still like, what? Yeah. Cool. Then it's, people just started slowly pulling it back. It was like master every class. Because you could only be a few classes. Then you would have to drop it. So you'd raise a class to the max and mm-hmm. then just get, like delete it. Fire them. And do another one. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. And that's how you became a Jedi? Yeah, I never. There got were it. three. Yeah, every, when you created a character, there were three classes mm-hmm. that if you mastered those three classes, you would become a Jedi. But mm-hmm. you had no idea of what those would be. Cool. So you just had to start going through the. classes. They were randomized. Yep. The three classes. Yep. That ain't wow. And then, right. And then uh, later they added that they would clue you into what two of them were, but not mm-hmm. the third one. That's not okay. It's so. Someone did it. Be Jedi. Someone did it. Yeah. Everybody would have been Jedi. Yeah. I, but it was, to it me, was a way better setup than when there were just je- like Jedi everywhere and yeah, you walk yeah. into the cantina and mm-hmm. 40 I'm Jedi. Like, I have a lightsaber. I have a lightsaber. I have a lightsaber. I have a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, one more thing. 
This is the strangest thing I've ever seen in the history of this podcast. <laughs> so last week I brought up how nobody came to defend the honor of the Princess Bride as opposed to Shrek. Right. And then I kind of thought that more people, at least one person, would pipe up and say, I like Princess Bride more than Shrek. Right. Still no one. I'm inundated with tweets about how Shrek is better than Princess Bride. Oh my gosh, no. Most of the comments section is obviously Shrek is better than Princess Bride. I haven't seen one. This is so weird. Look at the wrong feed, I, I guess. I thought I, at least one person would yeah. like that movie more. I don't know whether to correct you now or not. <laughs> it's crazy to me. You I've not, even, wait, I not even got a chance yeah, to like watch through all those podcasts, but I already know all about this. We can't make the corrections. And what one. reality actually is. It's crazy. It yeah. is a crazy reality we live in. Uh, sure. Do you all remember my favorite way to start a podcast? Game announcements. Game announcements. We have a game announcement. Do we? From New York Comic Con, baby. It's called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Mighty Battle. Did I get that right? Mega Battle. Mega it's battle. a mega battle. You can't do the Mighty twice. You could. I would like it. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with the apostrophe colon Mega Battle. Now, this is a PS4, Xbox One conflicting reports of it being on PC. Not sure. <laughs> it wasn't in the trailer. It didn't say PC. Some people are reporting it's on PC. Some aren't. Might have a press release. Uh, I checked it. The press release has no mention of platforms, blood. Really? Yeah, really weird. That's so weird. Uh, January 2017 is when this is looking to come out. It is a 2D co-op brawler. Very cartoonish. My wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, it's completely like 2D art. art I'm voice. nervous about this game, Kyle. I don't know why. Why? Because the last, like, 8 to 12 months, I've been burned on... Beat 'em ups. There have been a couple released. Uh, most notably, the Viking one. Um, Viking Squad. Vikings. Is it called Viking Squad? Do you remember that one? Oh, Zombie Vikings. Zombie, zombie Vikings, Vikings yeah, was yeah, yeah. one. Oh, okay. Because so, Viking Squad is apparently great. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Viking Squad is good. Zombie Vikings was not good. Um, what else burned you, dude? Did you play that weird Russian one? No, Mother Russia bleeds is solid. Oh, then what are you talking oh, about? Yeah, You've because, been burned yeah. on. I need to think. Okay, because I, I don't see the evidence stacking I know, up here. I'd I toss know. that proof of ticket on you right now. Uh oh. No, it's coming. Uh oh. Jones Just has his trigger tips. Come back to me. Come back on to me. Prove a ticket. There's, there is one. Um, so the press release I have at least says yeah. PS4 and Xbox One for Power Rangers. Yeah, isn't that crazy? No mention of PC. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's not that unusual for Bandai Namco. But. Oh, okay. Well, they had that weird MM or uh, weird MOBA. Uh, Jones, how would you describe this game to somebody who. Like many, had did not hear the announcement last week that this is a very thing that's cartoonish, out next year. extremely two mm. D, not a lot of depth, uh, very flat looking. Yeah, um, uh, just looks very basic. Like I, I think I can tell uh, if a game's going to be good or bad by what they're actually highlighting as far as what's happening on screen. Like especially with like a two D game where it's just it's just left or right or up or down, uh-huh. and like they would cut to all four Power Rangers, and I'd be like. None of them are doing anything. Like, they're all just kind of, like, kicking and jumping. Slashing? Right. Whoa. But it wasn't, like, a cool highlight of, like, dude, check out, you know, you know the Black Rangers crazy, like, uh, you know, power. It was like, no, it was just kind of, like, a little boss came in at the end. Here's a new environment. One it of just seemed, it seemed very like you could just pull 10 seconds out of that clip and, you know, doesn't my, really, it doesn't really matter what you my mind, My mind tricked myself. Okay. I was thinking of uh, Turtles. Not uh-huh. a 2D brawler. Right. But another, like, brawling beat-em-up game. Sure. Oh, okay. That uh, was just a big one. Platinum's turtle game. Mm-hmm. Transformers oh, right. 2. Transformers was okay. 
Better than Turtles? Way better than Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's an, it's an okay game. I'm troubled, panel, because I came in pretty excited about this game. This mm-hmm. game reminded me of Turtles in the arcade. It reminded me of a Konami beat-em-up mm-hmm. uh, in its 2D-ness. Uh, it reminded me of Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. Oh, my God. Uh, the best. Sure. Because you have upgradable, upgradable abilities in this game as well. Uh, uh, you know, Castle Crashers. Mm-hmm. And here you are talking like it's nothing. Bloodworth, is this not an, is this a negative announcement? Uh, I don't know that it's negative for me. It's it felt pretty flat. I, I, the only thing that re- I mean to me, I was surprised that they were actually going all the way back to the original Ooh, Power Rangers. Good that to bring was, up. You know, they have diamonds the on their uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, I mean, I think that was the original Rita Repulsa voice, or at least the sound alike of it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, so that 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 was kind of a surprise to me because there've been so many iterations of Power Rangers over the years. It's like, oh, they went with that one, the one that you know the majority of people are going to remember from when they first launched in the, in the states. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see anything that really like stood out to me um, being you know different than just like kind of a cut and paste kind of brawler. A cut and paste brawler. What other brawlers are there out there? It's not like it's a genre. There's just too many. Oh my goodness, I'm hurt. To me, the hit detection looked bad. I know that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> that's not a weird but thing like to say. Like you said, flat. Is yep. that what you said? Yeah. Flat. Mm-hmm. The impact. I hear you. Looks flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the problem with Zombie Viking. Sure. Is when you hit them, you don't feel it. You have to feel it. Yeah. Every punch has to be felt in a beat 'em up. And uh, I think flat is the best word to describe that trailer. Played a lot of Battletoads on NES last week. Mm. That is some good punching. Yeah. Every yeah. single punch is like... Yes. And they move. They move backwards a little bit for each little punch. I think that's the thing. It's that you feel the impact, right? Yes. Final fight or Streets of Rage. Final fight, Streets of Rage. When you hit somebody, there's a little bit of a... Mother Russia bleeds. Yeah. 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 So as long as it nails down the uh, before January 2017, maybe it'll get us. But for now, the panel does not seem excited for this Power Rangers game. I've been wanting to stream The Punisher for so long. The Punisher? The Pun- I just need to buy it. Is that a Super Nintendo game? Genesis, yeah, probably. Genesis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Punisher. Great beat-em-up. Violent. <laughs> not one of my favorite Marvel heroes. Punisher and Nick Cage co-op. Or Nick Fury. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> what is Nick Cage? Oh, Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That'd be an okay game. <laughs> yeah. It might hey, it might still be in there. We got a game sleuth that we don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so we don't have to talk about that game too much. Let's move forward. Let's talk about oh a really strange concept. This is something we touched upon on the most recent episode of Frame Trap. And it was something that I kinda wanted to talk about anyway on this podcast. Uh, it's not really a headline, I didn't pull it from Game Informer or Kotaku or anything, but uh, it's something I've is a trend and something worth discussing mm-hmm. i think this is playing a game before it launches anyone any rich people can play <laughs> games before they launch yeah and so i want to talk about this trend i got three examples uh more recently this is the clearest example well not the clearest uh it's a recent example some of these are real gross but um gears of war 4 and forza horizon 3 each had something called an ultimate edition hundred dollars if you buy this you can play the games four days before the regulars have to or get to play the games and i want to talk about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for specific games it's really bad Mm. battlefield one especially yeah very bad because you're giving that you're giving 
it, it's almost like pay to win in a sense, very loose, because you're giving those players an edge when the game launches on day one. They get the game early, they level up, they get skills, they learn the maps. No, how long does that last, though? How long does that edge last? Long enough. I mean, a couple days? A couple yeah. days, you're just killing people. Uh, it actually I, it actually works opposite in Forza Horizon. Why? <laughs> because, um, so there are the, you know, the clubs and the club leaderboards. Mm-hmm. And so on the club leaderboards reset weekly. So when you're first starting the game, uh, they're ba- and they're based on XP. So when you're first starting the game, it's like okay, you're unlocking new regions, you're doing all these events, and you're like you're gaining a ton of XP. But after those first three days, leaderboard resets. When everyone else jumps mm. in, now you've lost the opportunity to like compete in that second week because now they're doing all of the first round of events, and so there's like less. So you're ahead of it. And it kind of restricts you, yeah, because you're ahead of where everyone's like pl- competing. Yeah, yeah, that's so like, funny. yeah. So it's kind of funny. It's like because I, I ran into that because I was doing the review of Forza Horizon Three. It's like, oh, yeah. everyone's here, and like, mm-hmm. oh, now I have to like struggle to do events, to do things, to gain enough XP. Uh, Huber, I want to go back to one thing you said though: is that Battlefield is a big deal. Gears yeah. of War has very competitive multiplayer. That too. I feel oh. like I feel like you're at an advantage, and like, sure, it doesn't last that long, but. If you put a ton of time into that early that early access, if you're playing like 24-7 and unlocking more powerful weapons, which there are, yeah. um, you're going to be stomping people for the first couple of days. And I think that's, you know. So, Jones, I'll pose, a factor. I'll pose this to you. I think this is cool. Okay. I'm totally <laughs> cool with whales spending $100 on the game that I get four days later because they're paying... For the development of these games. You know, the developers are getting that money up front, just bonus cash for nothing for putting out the games four days early. So I want to know if you can see it that way. You can say, yeah, I mean, this is a good way to help with the cost, the rising cost of video games. I I think the positive and negatives kind of even out for me. Yeah, it's not something like I'm thrilled for, you know, Mm -hmm. like I definitely am sympathetic for people um, that are you know, uh, in Huber's case, like, behind in a multiplayer sense because I'm not leveled up, I'm not experienced enough. It sucks to jump in, you know, first day you bought Gears and the guy, you know, like, I remember the first uh, multiplayer match I did in Gears, the guy was gold. Just head to toe, <laughs> solid gold. I'm like, oh. Wait, with Gears 4? Gears 4, yeah. But uh, that's first what I match said. I did. Just like, oh. What about matchmaking, though? Why would you be matched up with somebody who's already been playing the game and has unlocked all those weapons? But he might have got, like, you, you, you got a bunch of, they have the cards, which, which give you, like, bounties and different skins and different characters you can play as a multiplayer and stuff and uh i think he, he might have just gotten lucky and oh, like, okay when you when you do the hundred dollars instead of the 60 they give you a bunch of cards packs so i actually had to i spent like 45 minutes just opening pack after pack after pack did it feel good before i played not really oh, okay all right because they had well that's like one thing that's, well, that is actually kind of a funny totally, thing too, a totally because, different topic but it's like yeah. enough with the animations there's like every time with the, uh, I, just, I just want to open let me open all of them right now just show me everything I got you know yeah. 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 The, the, the same you problem. can like level them up same problem with Forza Horizon 3 they, they, the ultimate edition yeah. has all these car packs but the thing is is like you have to go through this process with every single car so it's like oh I've got 20 cars cool they're, just, they're not just in my garage I have to go to the menu I have to go to this car I have to like okay give me this car it's like, okay, do you want this design on it? No, I don't care. Just give me the car. And, and then you just go through that 20 different times just to get all the cars in your garage. 
and then like you can start trying them. Uh, I mean, I think the goal there might be to get you in the habit of buying cars and buying packs. Sure. You know, they well, no, I mean, it comes yeah. with like the car pass, which I mean, I, yeah. eventually there will be packs that aren't included in the car pass. Like, yeah. But like, Over, I think Overwatch every week you're getting explode. another 10 cars. Yeah. Fly up in the air. Oh, Overwatch, go. yeah. You feel so special every single time and then you get garbage out of them. Kyle, I like what you said about helping the developers like that's yeah. a great thing and it just makes me realize like not not everything is so black and white it's like it's it's this gray area where like that is really cool but at the same time you know die hard gears and battlefield fans that maybe can't afford that hundred dollar edition it's kind of alienating to them it's absolutely so there's so many variables that so, uh i want to talk about some other options know, then it's a uh, sticky so let's talk about Battlefield 1. Yeah. Yeah, this is just so confusing. Yeah. No, remember, we were talking about Gears on Frame Trap, and I was like, when does the game come out? I had yeah, no idea yeah. because of all these early access things. And this was even worse. With Battlefield 1, we were having such a hard time figuring out when this game comes out. Yeah. Because if you have EA access or you have Origin access, this game comes out on... Why are those called different things? Yeah. <laughs> Good question, first off. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same service. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's some differences between which games you get in Origin. It's very weird, blood. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're both $5 a month. EA Access you can get for $30 a year. There seems to be no yearly uh, fee that you could do if you wanted to for Origin Access. But wait, you just said $5 a year. $5 a month. Okay. $30 a year if you're doing uh, EA Access. You could. You have the option to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for correcting me live, Blood. Uh, so what, uh, October 18th, I believe, is the release date if you have either of those services. No, October 13th. 13th. Is the EA Access. Yes. EA Access. yes. So that's eight days early. Yeah, the play yeah. first yeah. trial. The play first trial, and you get t- 10 hours of the game. Over yeah. eight days. Yep. You don't have to buy the game to do that. Mm-hmm. You just have to have the one of those two accesses. Mm-hmm. Accesses. And you also don't get everything. The real game you comes get- out on the 21st. Yes. So the 13th, this is a full eight days. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you don't get the whole game? What are you talking about, Blood? It's only certain parts of the game that are open Yeah, here. limited uh, maps and campaign stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because you can't give out Battlefield 1 for free. Yeah. So Battlefield 1 does have an Ultimate Edition parallel, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And what uh, was that the called? Early Enlister Edition. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's not $100. That was 80 Yeah. So that's instead of spending sixty U.S. dollars, you're spending eighty U.S. dollars, and you get I think three days early, correct? I think it's four days as well. Wow. Or no, maybe it is three days. It's the eighteenth. Three uh, days. Yeah, eighteenth yeah. to twenty-first. Yeah. So you get three days early for that. Same thing. Hey, buy the game early. Uh, give us twenty extra bucks, and that's just money on top. Yeah. You know, then when the margins are so slim, something like that costs them zero dollars to do, and so that's just extra money. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say that oh, it's extra money to EA. Yeah. It looks greedy. Uh, is it? Is that greedy? Maybe. I mean, it's like everyone had their or like uh, like pre-orders. You know, mm-hmm. remember when pre-order? Like, couldn't you used to pre-order a game and you'd get early access just for pre-ordering it? Are there any cases sometimes of betas? Those? You would get beta access for sure. Yeah, yeah. beta access. I wonder if like I can't think of any offhand that yeah. were just straight up early play the game early. I mean, this is almost, this is like taking that one step further. Yeah, you know, in terms of uh, corporate suits. Pay eighty dollars and get it early, not pre-order. Like you can pre-order this game a year in advance, it's but unless you're pay- paying a premium, you're not getting it early. Yeah, it's interesting to me to think about it like in comparison to other 
industries. Like I can't remember. There's not been a movie that like you would pay more to go see early, right? Right. Like no. there are early showings, maybe, it, yeah. but you wouldn't pay more to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but like <laughs> concert tickets always have like these crazy tiers. For, you know, like yeah. I actually went. I went to a show on Sunday, and you know when I went to buy the tickets, it was like, you know, buy the tickets that are twice as much to like go do the meet and greet and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I know these guys. I'm not going to do the meet and greet. Good call. But <laughs> like, I'm going to hang around for 10 minutes after the show and see him when he comes out. But, uh, theme park, theme parks, baby. free meet and greets. What's up? This, uh, this is the month for uh, theme park. Uh, must be nice. Why? Yeah. Right. When I, when I do uh, not scary farm or the, you buy the really? studios, well, not early, but if you if you basically double down on your ticket price, you go past every line. Oh yeah, get, like, theme the parks do that thing. for sure. Because real life Which is, is like pay to win. The right? only way yeah. I will ever do that. It's that or not. I will not go because it's like two and a half hours wait for every maze. That's what normal like people a, do, man. That's normal yeah. people life. Yeah, never, that's my life, Jones. Nope. nope. Sorry. <laughs> I go early. I'm not tuna. No. My 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 <laughs> ritual. Gotta bring a friend. My ritual at Universal is like, yo, because the three hour lines, like, mm-hmm. get there at. Open, yeah. do the number one maze, because then yeah. you get on that within like 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So at least you get that one under your belt. Right. But, but then, then you had a lot of lines ahead of you. you slum it. I have one more example before we wrap up the conversation. Yeah. Wait, quickly though, would you like yeah. it more if they did it like Bloodworth concert style? Where, yo, we're selling Battlefield in March. If you buy it before June or July, you get early access. If you buy it in full price. If they did something like that, like the earlier that, you buy oh, the game, no, pre-order? That's no. A pre-order. but that you're you're but putting you all the money back full. down. Would you're that paying be more in full. Sketch? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> never, never. Uh, finally, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Remastered. Oh right, you can play that campaign thirty days early mm-hmm. on PlayStation mm-hmm. if you buy the eighty dollar or one hundred twenty dollar yeah. version of Call of Duty this year, uh, which includes. Um, Modern Warfare Remastered. You cannot buy Modern Warfare Remastered on its own. No, nope. one know what's cool though. Single player only. Yes. So nobody's getting that. that oh, edge. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Nobody's getting that. You, you play the campaign 30 yeah. days early. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess that one doesn't quite fit because that's an exclusive thing that Sony made a weird deal for. Backdoor uh, shady deals. Yes, absolutely. Call of Duty holding. Modern Warfare hostage. I was just gonna say right. it's funny. To, it's funny to have the newest game holding one of the older yeah. games hostage. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is crazy because I mean, especially COD. Like. Y- you cannot play that. I said you can't pl- buy it alone. But basically, if you want to play Modern Warfare Remastered right now, you are spending eighty or one hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> to yep. pl- to play that game right now. Yep. You can't revoke that. You can't say I want to return. I want a refund. You're putting down eighty or one hundred twenty dollars to play that remaster. That's crazy. Hmm. Early. Early. Yeah, exactly. And you're right, Jones. You're, you're doing that to play it early. You could wait, and then you could play Infinite Warfare when that comes out, and that's all the same. Yeah, all that money goes toward more games. That's just, what a weird world we're in. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I got no problem with that. Single player, sure, go play. I mean, pay extra, give the money to the devs, like you yeah. were saying. Jones put up the money for Gears because he had to. Put up the money for Gears because right. he had to. basically. What does that mean? For review. To review. Did yeah. you get the ultimate edition then? I did. That's the only way. Because, ultimate. Yeah. Well, it's like all the packs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why when I booted yep. up the game, they're like, ben, "Welcome to Gears." Here's twenty packs. Ben so. was all for it. 
like Ben's like I'm gonna stream this on Friday and they, yeah and so he, he yeah Ben Ben is yeah, one of those a, people he's one of those whales yeah, for ben sure Ben is a whale yeah uh, whale Ben <laughs> I could see Ben Moore rolling into a casino with a cowboy hat saying where's the high rolling table that's <laughs> <laughs> Ben Moore but it's I mean that's, GameStop yeah. Yeah. that's such a tricky argument because uh, we uh, you know here we can talk about all the negatives of it you know how it's like can negatively impact the community how it creates a stigma for the companies involved yeah but like Red Dead had some kind of Five hundred dollar thing. Red Dead Three. I would do it. There's no question. Yeah. Jones, you said no. Hold on, a five hundred dollar thing. I would. I would pay anything to get that game any length of time. You know, early. Not, oh and God, and it wouldn't be before anybody. It's not like oh, I get to play before those other people. It's like just give it to me. Just I just I want yeah. it in my hands. Now every listener of this podcast has to pray that no one at Rockstar yeah. listens to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they Rockstar makes enough money. They don't need my five hundred dollars. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. They don't to uh, for that to be successful. I wonder though, Jones. I wonder if a, if a Rockstar game when that comes out will have this kind of uh, whale version trending, especially yeah. if, they, if they blow up uh, Red Dead Online. If mm-hmm. they, if they do well, the thing they is, like we already have tons of whale versions you know with all the bonus i mean this is just like the next thing added but onto yeah, but, but, yeah. Blood, the next incentive there's nothing like getting the game really there, that's that is the like craziest the incentive. number one yeah. incentive mm-hmm. but that's it's like the, well you're giving me the game but early. that's the crazy yeah. thing though because a statue that costs a lot of money totally an art book costs a heck of a lot of money to put together yeah we don't want that we want to play the game four CD days early even puts the money but yeah you yeah just give them the game early it's like, most cases not that much of a stretch mm-hmm. yeah. for the publisher. And you could charge more. Um, I should mention, throughout this entire conversation, uh, Ultimate Edition isn't new to Forza. I think Forza Horizon 2 even had an Ultimate Edition. Uh, it is spreading. As Huber said, it's yeah. a trend. And I'm pretty sure Battlefield 3 and 4 also had uh, something similar with the Premium Edition. Mm. Uh, get it a couple days early. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But it's just going to be big, big games that are doing this. You think that smaller games couldn't afford to? Uh, yeah, that's a huge risk. What's the risk? Um, that by the time it launches, they're done. It's like people are, you know, like like you, they had the week before, and so it's like, oh, everyone's going to check this out, you know, week in advance, and then people are like, hey, I'm playing the game, like, oh, cool, it comes out later in the week. You're like, all right, and then like. Three days later, nobody's really talking about it. And then two days later, we're out now. We're like, wait, didn't you come out last week? Like, no, no, that was just for for them. We're out now. We're like, yeah, no, you, you had it. You were done. That's the problem. Whereas, like, uh, these, you know, like a Forza or a COD yeah. or a Battlefield, like, they know they're going to be around for, you know, yeah, I mean, that's the problem with the three, traditional four early months access, right? Of solid play. So, like, so they can afford to do a one, two week thing. Yeah. I think anything over like a month is bad. Like, two weeks is probably. Come on, I got a question for you. Okay. 149. 99 All right. US dollars. Yeah. One week early. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 15. One week early. Yay. No. 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 But no, here's no. The- even though you, even even if you were afraid that the the ship and the zeitgeist would be sailing without you for that week. There would be people just off exploring that world. Tweeting pics at you. Tweeting pics. <laughs> just saw this sick Titan. Yeah. You know? I gotta Spoilers. say, and I mean, this is probably where we steer this conversation, is release dates and how f- special those feel. Mm-hmm. Taking a game home, Batman, Arkham yeah. City, for some reason I have such a fond memory of oh that game coming God, out that yeah. day. Arkham Asylum Going is- home, sitting right in yeah. front of the TV, bringing my chair up close and knowing this is launch day. Yes. Dude, That's I so remember- funny you say Arkham City because Arkham Asylum... Is like one of the only games where I have a memory like that, 
uh, getting out of school. I was in college at the time, going to the local mall, going home just in the daytime, not even waiting till night, which is usually my ritual. Mm-hmm. Popped it in, and I remember Croc coming <laughs> up in the elevator, and I set the controller down when, he, when Croc was like, I've got your scent. Like, one of the most ingrained <laughs> moments. And it came out that day, and I was yeah. like, this is it right now. And and it was kind of as blood was touching oh. on with early access, we're losing the specialness of release dates, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I remember when uh, yeah Mario Galaxy came out. It's like, we got that call. It's like, you got Mario Galaxy? Like, <laughs> like there was just a pack of us, mm-hmm. you know, that drove down to gameplay. And we're like, we're mm-hmm. taking this home right now. We're playing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Jones, is the idea of a release date something we got to let go of? We have to abandon as we move forward in this crazy new generation of no, digital consoles? Because even the week early is, 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 you know, centered around... It's a week before the date, you know, so you, you have to have that date. You have you have to say something at the end of a trailer. I don't think showing 11 days, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like if you show that date, you know, to have like, oh, well, the fine print. I mean, technically the week before or whatever, like the more yeah. you dilute that, uh, the the worse it'll be, I think, for um, just your audience getting excited about it. I, I think. Uh, so, yeah, you, you don't want to do that too much. So I don't, I don't see it like getting I don't see the situation getting worse. I just see this becoming a standard for for AAA games. Kyle, man, that epiphany right there. Hmm. Working in the industry, we're used to getting games early because yeah, for that's review true. and stuff, mm-hmm. and it kind of ruins that magic, you know. Even if oh, yeah. even if like if uh, Bloodworth is reviewing The Witcher or Ben is reviewing Bloodborne and stuff, it's like they're off doing that, and like it it's like out, but it's you know, and we we can like see it, but it's you know, and it kind of ruins that. We're all getting this at the same time. Pokemon games. Pokemon games have worldwide (laughs) releases now where they keep some Pokemon under wraps. Nobody will know about that Pokemon, and we're all going to play it together today, except Jones and I, like two weeks early. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sucks. That that, that part does suck. You lose a little bit of that specialness. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's it's totally weird. Now any rich person can be just as special as a video game reviewer if Mm -hmm. they have. It's, it's funny you brought up Arkham City though, because that's the only game in the history of game trailers I ever got in trouble for taking home. What happened, the Jones? Story. What this is the story? story? I don't know the story. You're like, uh, yep. <laughs> I asked Miguel, was reviewing it, and had spent two days with it, I think, and mm-hmm. it was just on his desk. And poor Miguel was really stressed out. And he was just, he was like, I caught him like right in the middle of a conversation, and he was just like, yeah, okay, what? And I was like, are you done with Arkham City? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, can I can I take that home tonight? And he was like, yeah, sure. And just didn't think about it because I caught him right in the worst moment. And so like workday was over. I'm like, okay, whoopsie, goodbye. And like I was, I think home or on the way. And he called me from work and was like, I screwed up. Like I actually, you didn't take that, did you? And I'm like, I did. I'm at home. And he was like, uh, and I'm like, I'm not gonna get you know. I'm not gonna get in a car and drive over to your house because you you said I could take it and I took it and I drove home. You know you should have grabbed me before you left or you know. And he was just like re- re- like because he, he wasn't willing to come over and pick it up and then he was like oh, okay fine and like I don't I, think he had I, a car but I literally was on the phone with him being like you're not getting this from me. like I, like, 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 like any, anything he said I gave him the reply of like yeah but it's really far to drive and I mean it's not really that big of a deal if you need pickups I'll get it like I was like you. My cold dead hands. You are wrenching this game away. Whoa! From me. And then you gave it back to him the next day. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I got like sixty percent of the way through the game that night. I don't think I slept that night. I think I just played it like, like crazy person. That's and then cool. yeah, I came in the next day. There you go. <laughs> and he was like, "Come on, man." God. 
But I knew. I mean, I knew. Like when I when that phone rang, I was like, oh no! I, I yeah. Like I hastily grabbed that. And your phone <laughs> copy. Uh, yeah. But it's Batman. You know. It's you like, heard what you wanted to hear. Uh, I want to get through one more thing before our break. I want to talk about. This is the kind of thing where you know, as I'm collecting love and respect questions and comments, uh, sometimes you see frequently brought up topics. Something I thought we were done talking about. People are still curious. They still want to hear us talk about it. It's Tim Tebow. Basically, it's like let's talk about this. PlayStation VR coming out this week. Okay. And basically, I do. I want you all to be analysts. I want us to have a conversation while we can about how we think PlayStation VR will perform this year. Thought it was going to be bigger. It's not out yet, Mm -hmm. but I felt like there would be a lot more hype surrounding it. Yeah. And I'm not really feeling it in the ether you know i'm not really feeling those vibes out there you know so that is kind of how i wanted to kick it off Mm -hmm. is i was thinking of connect i was thinking of playstation move it's a strange thing i mean those were well presented at their their respective e3s right we that was where skittles happened that's where xbox 360 became so lame that's where kobe bryant came out and played an nba basketball game with a move controller i always remember connectimals Connectimals, yeah, that's Skittles. Like being, that's like, hey Skittles, yeah. let me rub yeah. your oh, belly. Okay. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was <laughs> the kids playing that Disney game. Like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> it just, it sucked. It made E three bad. Yeah, the, the movements we watched the Connect die in this generation. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It didn't. You didn't really notice it as it happened. Uh, Xbox One launched as Connect being a main feature. I said way too many nice dead. things about the Connect. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I was way down when it first came out. I was like, this is fascinating. Wait, even when the Star Wars game was around? I mean, I didn't think that Star Wars game was going to be great, but I thought uh-huh. the tech was cool. I'm like, there, there's, there's, I, I don't think, I don't know, if, I, I wasn't sure if we were going to get that game, but I'm like, the, that game is out there, whatever that is. Yeah. They can totally take advantage of this. Uh, but to Huber's point, I always felt, well, for the last few E3s and maybe yeah. PSX and everything, leading in, the commentary was, oh, they're going to spend a ton of time on VR. How are they even going to pitch ER? They should just VR. They should skip it. They're just it's so boring to show VR. And then they barely did. Mm. Like Huber said, you haven't seen a ton of marketing within the avenues we're used to. Press conferences and their trailers and, and you know things like that. Taco Bell. It's all over Taco Bell. It's all over Taco Bell. The biggest thing for me is... Like, if Resident Evil 7 was launching day and date with it, mm-hmm. or something yeah. huge, uh, I think it would have, I think it'd be through the roof right now. I think yeah. the hunger would be there. Do you think it's intentional, though, Huber? Do you think that they're not, they're marketing adequately, do you think? Do you think they're not overhyping it? I think there's, I think there's been a lot of marketing. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely there. Like, when I look, at the internet and I look at, you know, gaming websites or PlayStation Store and stuff, like, it's there. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, nothing is, like, drawing me to it. Again, it sure. has to do with the games. Like, Batman VR But I, but I think they the, know that. I mean, like, you think about the, like, would you like to play campaign, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think... We would like yeah, to play. Uh, yeah. We, we would like to play? Yeah. yeah. It's not would you like to play? It's obviously we. We. Yeah. Oh. The pun, man. We would like to play, yeah. I thought they were... Knocking on the door and saying, would you like to... They, they, <laughs> wait, wait. so when they're handing the controller to the consumer, they're not asking them if they want to play Wii? No, they're saying, we, we would, would like, like to play. play we, would like to play. Oh. we would like to play. Oh. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> 
Um, what uh, a weird. Okay. Yeah. I I think that's a bad line. I, that doesn't make. Why is that? It's like, why, why is that a bad line? If you walk up to a friend in the park, it's like, hey, we'd like to play. No. Why just? Why <laughs> somebody, somebody comes up to you at the park and is just like a deck of cards, like. I want to play with you. You're like, what? I don't know you. What? I'd know. play Magic the Gathering. Or it's like a, a free gift. Like, hey, we're coming to bringing you with week. anyone. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but but that was a clear camp. That was that was a clear like different campaign. We hadn't yes. seen something like that from Nintendo. Yeah. That was something that at a marketing meeting, someone came up. They hired those two guys. Shot like six or seven campaigns around different games, different types of families and stuff. We're like, that hasn't happened with VR. Like that, we haven't seen like, oh, this is like the what was the guy with the suit with stuff's blowing up behind him, and he's like. PlayStation 4 is going to oh, be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Woo! You know, and like all this CG and stuff jumping around. Like, we haven't seen one of those. Mm-hmm. So I think they, yeah, I think they, they put on the brakes a little bit and realize like, well, I don't think spending money on that is going to come back to us or, with VR this year. I think the other thing that could possibly be is, you know, they're, they, they know their ceiling on manufacturing and they already see where the mm-hmm. pre-orders are at. And so it's like, why blow a bunch of money on ads if they can't like really support that with hardware took the words right out of my mouth my mouth bloodworth and like similar to that is as a consumer i'm so used to everything like this being sold out for so long been burned by nintendo uh you know consoles at launch when they come out it's like yo if you didn't pre-order six months ago you're out of luck so maybe if you don't have it pre-ordered now which obviously is a ton of like the vast majority does not have a PSVR pre-ordered. Yeah, they're not even looking at it because it's just hopeless. Yeah, do you think that mindset is out there? I don't think so. I, I think that's <laughs> I, for I, me. It kind of is. Like that's where I'm coming. You from. feel hopeless right now. It's it's if it's I don't get in line with you at you know Target one a.m. at Target. I'm not yep. getting it. Might as well wait for the next huge wave of PSVRs. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't really had a sold-out console in a long time. I'm just still living off the GameCube adapter, Nintendo. You earned me psychological impact. I'm Mm -hmm. still feeling it. You can go buy one right now. I know. It's too late. The ship has sailed. So, uh, as opposed to the marketing thing, though, I do feel that PlayStation VR is a big investment from Sony. I almost feel like they are investing more in this than they did with the move. Uh, obviously, move is a component of this, but I mean, look at Batman. Look at Batman Arkham VR. Yeah, this is a game from Rocksteady. Oh, no. This is their final Batman game. I know it's pretty crazy. We man. were just talking about how much we love the Batman yeah. Arkham games. Mm-hmm. This is the last one. Yeah. How crazy is that? This is a one-year PlayStation exclusive. This game doesn't need to exist. I don't yeah. understand why it exists, but I'm very excited to see it and play it. And it's like uh, Vive and and the like Valve making the the what's the the VR Valve game called? Um, I forget what it's called. But is it Playroom? Play- is it the Lab? The Lab. The Lab. Oh, okay. It's like if Arkham VR wasn't two and a half hours and kind mm. of a spinoff. I'd be first in line, but it's like canon here. I know, I know. I'm trying to justify Kyle because I'm not canon, a whale. Because I'm not a whale. It's like four hundred dollars for you know two and a half hour. It's right. it's it's a tough sell. Yeah, I well, want it's to not play that so bad. I mean, I can tell why this game exists, and it's not because this is the best VR experience you could have. It's because it's Batman. Because it's like, it's like they, you know, they like if you look at every single thing that's going to be launching on PSVR or really anything that's on VR right now, 
Like, there's very few games that let you be that person. Yeah. You know? It's always like, oh, no, you're a skier, or you're, it's, you know, I work at a silly job, or I'm just like a generic, oh, there's zombies coming at me, I'm a guy. You're a floppy Whereas weird like, This person. is one of the only games. It's like, no, you are a, a, a character that is known, of, you know, obviously in many mediums, but like very, you know, predominantly in video games, especially mm-hmm. the last like six or seven years. Yeah. And you can be, you know, Lara Croft. You can be Master Chief. You oh, can be Batman. You see the X-Wing demo? Right. And your, your hands are in the sky. Yeah. Yes, please <laughs> put me in that X-Wing. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to be an X-Wing all day long. So yes. like I, I you, you yeah you mentioned the lore I kind of snicker like oh yeah I guess I guess there I guess there is more to learn about the Arkham world I guess in this game I don't know it's like a different Alfred so whatever but um, it's like I guess I'm one of the only people that bothers is. me just when I played it as some the guy that walked in I was like who are you yeah it's a that's weird totally di- yeah comments can you confirm that it's a different Alfred in Batman yeah, I'll VR I'll, this I'll is a constant debate that's <laughs> we the, need the that. dude that walked in Wayne Manor and approached me and started talking to me I have never I had never heard that voice or seen that character model before is it ever. the Wayne like, the same Wayne Manor from no I don't think okay. you You never like go to Wayne Manor uh, in the Arkham the like the battle room the predator predator mode uh, that was Manor. DLC oh. to the most recent yeah, yeah, yeah. game correct? oh yeah I don't think I caught up with that okay um hmm. I, I wouldn't know I either. Doubt I'm it. sorry, Hubert. I highly doubt it. It's the the Harry Potter uh, syndrome where like yeah. Hogwarts and the second and third movie are totally different schools. Yeah. And I'm just like, screw you guys. What? You couldn't even keep the Hogwarts the same? There's a pendulum here now. Like, great. All right. Sweet. Like, let's go to Hagrid's. Like, it's over there. Where are you going? Oh, it's like down a hill next to a graveyard now? Okay. Yeah. So, Jones, you know what's funny about that is they kind of assume that most people won't notice. I absolutely did oh, not yeah. notice. Oh, dude, it kills me. That, yeah, but at the same time, that kind of thing dude, would really hurt me. I'll, I'll defend eight movies of continuity in Harry Potter till the death. Like, holding all of those movies together and seamless as it is. Sure. But, I mean, a different different Alfred? Like, why? why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it might have just been making it in 3D. They wanted to touch him up a little bit. So, like, it might have been a... Which of the Arkham games do you see Alfred? Might have been the same actor um, in all of them. You see Alfred show up? I believe so. Definitely not in Arkham Knight. He's in Origins a ton. Definitely in Origins. Oh, okay. Well, that's a younger Alfred. Um, uh... Yeah, weird. Okay, I, uh, yeah, I just, I like, it wasn't... I, we're, we're getting I, caught up on a tiny I, I, thing, I had yeah. no comparison to make. When I saw yeah. that Alfred, I was like, you don't look like any Alfred I've seen. Like, right. just, yeah, hmm. uh, definitely it, a new guy. But I just, you out. But I just think, yeah, I, I I wonder how much of it was the push from Sony and how much of it's Rocksteady actually being like, oh, we have the engine. I wonder we that, ha- too. We, we, we already kind of wrote this. We, I'm sure we could dig up old, you know, scripts we wrote and patch it together. And So I actually got to speak to some Rocksteady team at E3. Uh, outside of the Batman demo, and they were extremely excited about it. They were pumped to make this VR game, mm-hmm. and so that was really unusual to see. I think because it wasn't going to take as long as another Arkham game. You know, they're yeah. like, yeah, we just spent a year on this. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. and so that was really cool. And their whole slogan for that entire franchise is, be the Batman. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. Well, VR. Go ahead, be right, that yeah, Batman. Yeah, Sorry? Specifically, the yeah, Arkham Knight would be the Batman. That's yeah. been their, like, right, yeah. mantra, though. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, very, very crazy. And I think Sony spent a buttload of money on oh, that. Oh, yeah. And that's what's... No, sorry, that's where we started. As I think uh, maybe marketing hasn't been such a huge investment, but development, absolutely. They spent dumped a ton of money into VR. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think maybe that's part of it because, you know, it is... It is such a high ask, and it is uh, sort of a niche group that's going to be interested at first, at least in terms of being able to pay that money. 
like I'm interested, but mm-hmm. like I can't pay that money right now. It's like yeah. it's not really even an option right at the moment. It's, so it's it's one of those things that I think, you know, let it get out there into people's hands and let it be because like you know you brought up the move and it's the the move for a while felt like okay this is useless and it's dead. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Sony still kept them on shelves, still let people buy them, still had one or two things here or there that would use them, and now like they are a critical part of <laughs> Does the VR. Batman yeah. VR use the move? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so it, you were talking about movies earlier, and it's like 500, two and a half hour game, or Batman VR, they said. This is $500, basically, in my mind, yeah. to see a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like Star Wars Episode Eight, five dollars $500. No, that is the equivalent to me, and I know you're getting. It's being the- inside of a movie, Huber. This Still. is the thing. This is the closest I've ever felt to playing in so long. Avatar IMAX. I'm, I'm playing, <laughs> Huber. I get to play inside of these worlds. I know, but it's five I get to be in there. It's so much. Oh, it's so fun. To put the cape and cowl on your face. Yeah, I'm wasting money. I will be doing my best to buy one of these this week, and I'm wasting that money happily just because uh, our lives are so short. We only get to live in this one existence. But just what if we could have more than one? Screw this existence. Just hope yeah. you know somebody to. Freeload off, coming to somebody's house. My house. Coming to your house. Playing right. over, playing Batman, Batman and saying, all right, see you in January. But see, I think that's also part of it. Like, <laughs> that's also part of it. Like, people saying, hey, this is so cool. You've got to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the only got. way to market VR. I, have a, I like, have a feeling PSVR is going to be hand. a lot of people's first VR. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I wonder. Actually, I had a thought like a week or two back. I was like, oh, I wonder if PSVR is going to be where all of the companies actually spend money at the beginning of VR. That they're like, oh, you know, obviously this product would look way better, would run way better, would get, we'd get more actual, like, really vital feedback from an already established VR community if we had it on the Oculus or the Vive, but people would actually spend money on it if we put it on PSVR. Like, it would actually, probably there'd be more units out there, it would probably get more buzz. It would just, you know, you would boot up your PS4, there it is already, you know, it's like a little ad in the corner, like, hey, here's this VR game. Yeah. As opposed to just, like, buried on Steam somewhere, and it's just a really obscure even when we finally got the vibe up and running i had to like email some people being like what what am i getting i don't know there's a lot of games out there Mm -hmm. i just don't know off the top of my head what i've heard the buzz of of those of what the good games are and i just see the buzz traveling faster through the sony network just out of the gate you know like i I think they'll eventually get taken over because it is the worst of the vrs as far as just raw technology yeah but the funny thing is it's you know, it's I, I I actually get kind of annoyed when people bring up this argument generally with, uh, you know, console versus PCs, the couch versus the office kind of thing. Because like a lot of BC gamers, like you know, you do have it hooked up to a TV or Absolutely. in your living room or whatever. But it is more common for people that like if they want to jump into VR, you need that space. You need like this open space in front of you, you know, at least a bit. And yeah, for a lot of people, if they're not PC gamers, but they're interested in VR. Like, you know, that space isn't really there where their PC is. Sure. So it's another like one of those things. Where, and and, and uh, you know, having people over and like being there in the living room and all of that and and sharing it. Uh, the other thing I think, and I want to see, like, I'm not that. That's the thing that's kind of annoying right now is that, like I'm not that familiar with everything they're bringing out at launch. But the things that I've seen leading up uh, as Sony has been prepping their VR thing is that they have like really addressed that social component with stuff like the playroom and and like they've really been looking at things that will be uh, oh and the uh, 
the, the screen, the social screen thing that they've got. That's like just out of the box. Like every game is going to go like put onto the TV just automatically so that people in the room can see what you're doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's like the they've HMI really lecture. thought about making sure that it's not a completely isolated experience. That there will be multiplayer experiences. That there will be ways for people in the room to you know see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, you know... I think that's a big part of making this thing move forward. And that along with having just, it's seeming to be a lot of developers on board. I love the isolation of VR. Playing a horror game in VR in an empty apartment. Bone chilling. <laughs> like, get ready. You know? Someone can yeah. be in the room. How many times are you going to be like, yeah. lift it off? Here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come back to reality. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Check this. Just because I'm scared. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hubert. Do you do you hear that? Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds like it's podcast of time. Oh no! <laughs> we have sponsors. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of October. Michael Kazachenko, Mango. iKeyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off the dealership prices. If you type in offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Call of Duty, and makes some super jazzy t-shirts. You can see their work at www.sweetjustice.audio. You can also hear their work there. Yoyotricks.com, a tutorial website for teaching people how to yo-yo. To buy yo-yos and learn how to get started, visit Yoyotricks.com or their YouTube channel. Go to yoyotricks.com slash easyallies to get 25% off their top recommended yo-yo for anyone who is ready to start learning yo-yo tricks. That's a good deal. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Hot deals this week. Hot deals! I love it. (laughs) The value of being an Easy A listener. Mm. Mm. That Mm. is a nice shirt to listeners. uh, Jones is wearing a really nice... There's an octopus. He's got headphones on. Sweet Justice shirt. Speakers around him. What a cool shirt. I wonder if they sell those, or if you have to be within Sweet Justice to even don it. That is a really cool-looking octopus. It's like finding Dory levels right there. (laughs) Seriously, Hank. (laughs) Nice, Huber. Good pull on that name. Two modern family cast members in uh, Finding... Who's the other one? Uh, The dad. uh, The the middle dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. The magic dad. He's the... the, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the only reason I remember his name, Kyle, is because he is my favorite character of 2016. Whoa. Hank. Whoa. Oh, Hank? Finding Dory. My favorite character also <laughs> in that movie, uh, Bernard, I think is his name? Gerald. Gerald. Oh, the the, the unibrowed the <laughs> sea lion. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, they yeah. yell at. Super good. Oh, get out of here, Gerald. Oh, Gerald, yeah, yeah. the seal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the sea lion. Yeah, it just pops up at the end. It's like, oh, I did it. I'm the best in the world. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Gerald's really big, and the, the Disney community has gone nuts with him. They, like, oh, really? They already have t-shirts and posters mm. and all the... Uh... Disney com- community, I support you. You picked the right one. Yeah. There's just... How do you make... Vis- just you look at this character, and you laugh at it. Yeah, how do you do that? They're, they're, that's what Pixar does, man. And they scream at poor Gerald. They okay, let's it. do some love and respect. 
love and respect. He is sounding good tonight, yeah, Rufus. Better than ever. Healthy. That was greatest crisp. hits. Greatest hits. <laughs> um, thank you, Rufus. Our first uh, love and respect will be a game. We're playing a game first this week. Oh boy. Hello, allies. I have a game for you called "That's My Boy." <laughs> You know what? I don't want to be sexist. It could also be that's my gal. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know that none of you allies have kids yet, but someday you will, and it's awesome. Trust me. I'm 35, and I've been an avid gamer all my life. My son is almost 12 and loves playing as well. Over the past few years, I've been introducing him to some of the older games that were before his time, but were very special and influential to me. The most recent example being the original Bioshock. Not only does he love it. Whoa. But we both thought it was cool that when we went to create his game save, my recent old game save from my same old Xbox 360 was nine years old to the day. Sick. He was only two years old when I played it in 2007. The game is called That's My Boy. One day you'll have kids and will most likely want to share your favorite games with them. Ooh, okay. I would love for... I uh, would love for the panel, including Kyle, to go through the circle three times, listing off what games from your past you'd love to share with your kids someday. Uh, my three picks, uh, this is the per- the commenter's three picks, Zelda, Link to the Past, Mario 64, Portal. Love and Respect, Three Flush Dump, who is the father, and Metronome, who is the son. <laughs> Good, whoa, clever name, Metronome with a G. Yeah. Like well done. Your son is a very clever name. 12 years old. Okay, so, uh, Jones, we're going to start with you down there. Oh, my. What is one game you'd love to share with your progeny? Uh, yeah, Portal's a good one, but it's got to be the right age. Um, Let's say 12. Let's assume 12. That's fine. Hey, if you want that to be your first pick, do it. No. Don't be shy. No. Because then that's this is great. I, I when when more coming out, you know, it's like I don't want that. I don't want to open myself up to that. That literally, like, Daddy, what are you have to have? We don't talk. talk about those. The talk, yeah. yeah. The one behind the glass and the oh. yeah, the bulletproof paneling. Um, uh, any Lego game, probably. Any Lego game, yeah. So why any Lego game? Uh, low stress. Um, there's not a lot of not like no nagging. You know, like there's no position. No, don't do that. You know, like. Oh, let me hold on. Let me let dad, let dad do this part for you, or you do this, or you know, just like I'm gonna go over here and mess with this. Like, great, do it. There's no, there's no wrong way to play this. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you want, if you want to make progress, I can help you out solve this puzzle. But if you don't care and you just want to run around as Superman, beating people up, go for it. Huber, your first game. Foundation fundamentals. <laughs> yes. Super Mario Brothers three. Oh yeah, you stole my pick. That's a great <laughs> pick. That's the first game. Yep. Daniel Bloodworth. Um, I gotta go Ocarina of Time. Okay, you're taking my picks. Yeah. So why, <laughs> yes, is, is, why Ocarina of Time? Um, because I think it, yeah, it really does feel like it, it captures that magic in a lot of ways of, you know, just discovering the world for the first time and discovering all the different things that you, you mm. can do, mm. you know, and, uh, oh. and it's, you know, it's just got so many things that, you know, even though they have been done better in many ways, they're still very timeless. Yeah. You know, like the music is, is very timeless and, and the the cinematic camera movements and just, you know, the characters that you get introduced to. It's just, and, and the, you know, the little bits of humor here and there. Yeah. Well, that's a great pick. You did the right thing. <laughs> so I guess for my number one pick... Uh, a game that'd be really fun to play with a child is Pokemon Red and Blue. 
Or just any Pokemon, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the, this child is 12 years old, so maybe those are not cool. Maybe it would be right to play the most recent Pokemon. But that'd be so fun to play with a child and compete with and talk about. Uh, basically, as I was your father during Pokemon Jones. Uh, talk about stuff. Just like, oh, that's how leveling up works. That's how you evolve, man. That's how this works. I think that'd be really fun. That'd be a good uh, game to share. Jones, your, number sec- your second pick. Uh, probably FF6, just because that story impacted me so mm-hmm. deeply. What and is I, FF? Uh, Final Fantasy VI, mm. uh, Final Fantasy III here in the States. Uh, now, now mo- more commonly referred to as six in between mm-hmm. five and seven. Um, uh, I, I think that's one of those that I would be curious to see if a child of mine would be interested at all. You know, would would, yeah. would be interested in that story or what characters they would like or you know what their party composition would be because that was like my first four way to really deep RPG. You know, like I'd played Zelda games before, but this was like multiple characters coming and going, people dying. You know, like very mature things like even jokes that I'm like I think whoa that was kind of a sexual innuendo you know like really picking up stuff that like I thought I felt even as a teenager that like the younger set wouldn't necessarily pick up on um so yeah so that that would I would that's a kind of game where I would explore and just be completely hands off be like I have no expectations if you don't like this that that's that's okay you're you're free to just four hours in be like nope I don't like this dad be like great okay yeah play something else Huber number two Resident Evil Period. Remake. Okay, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got to play one before he plays two. Right. Um, so I'm going to go with remake. Uh, it is... I, I would just love to like turn out the lights. And, uh, you know, who knows where Resident Evil will be in the next 10 or so years, 20 years from now. But I would love to watch someone explore that mansion that hasn't seen the zombie turn around a million times you know yeah. what i mean yeah like hey, i want like, this kid go- is 12 years old yeah. terrified yeah and you're like isn't this cozy yeah. my boy yeah. and you're like slapping his knee you with like yeah. there's a tear rolling down your eyes the <laughs> like, child is like shaking with the controller like i want to see him go through that door i would i would just be watching his reaction yeah that zombie turns cool that's a good pick daniel budworth your second pick um <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Super Metroid for sure. One of my Super favorites. Super Metroid, cool. And I think it's yeah, I think it's something you know when we yeah we're talking about that age or whatever. It's like it's something that's you know it has that atmosphere. It has that you know it's like actually it was one of the first games that I had played like uh, on a stereo system at like a friend's house. And playing that super late at night on a stereo system, a stereo it was, system was actually yeah freaky at points. Even yeah, that was all just because of atmosphere you know that's a freaky game you yeah. know it's, it's so um yeah and, and it's just again it's it's sort of about you know that whole game is about sort of figuring things out for yourself and you know poking at walls figuring out what what's this way what's going to be the best thing to do yeah and uh taking it upon yourself to to do that okay uh my second pick is going to be It's oh, it's so tricky. You don't want to force anything on your child. You want to let shoving Resident Evil down there. <laughs> you want to let your child discover things for themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, you want to share stuff. You want to share things that are important to you. Yeah. Oh, fine. Metal Gear Solid <laughs> One. Good pick. We're doing it. Heck yeah, you're doing it. 
Sometimes my mom would show me a scary movie and just say, we're doing this. you yes. got to watch this scary movie. Yes. I like Children of the Corn. you got to like this. Dude. Mom, Mrs. no, this is Bossman. so scary. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like, whatever. You're you're playing Middle Gear Solid. All right, Jones, you're you're number three. Wait, why is he, why are he or she playing it? Uh, Basically, gosh, I love this game so much. It's a game, it's vibes. It's, uh, uh, I, I want... To impart the aesthetic, the twist, the conversations, the mm-hmm. art. I, I dig so much about Metal Gear Solid. And it's just, um, it'll hold up like the scary movies my mom made me watch. Yeah. Where it's like, this kind of sucks a little bit. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah, but you know, it's also, uh, there's, I think, value inherent to it. So yeah, I think it's still worth looking at. Nice. Jones. Your my, final pick. Mine's kind of a half answer because it depends on what, which one of these types of games would be around, uh, you know, if and when I do have a child. But I remember playing World of Warcraft when uh, Lich King came out and uh, being online doing dailies or something and, like, some dude jumped on and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And, like, didn't respond. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, so then they don't on? Okay. And then just like go and do my thing, and they got a reply where it's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm his son. This isn't. I'm just like doing his dailies for him or getting an item or something." I was like, "You're what?" And like, I'm doing my you, dailies for his dad, pers- or like, yeah, or they That's were so or weird. Something, yeah. The, the, the kid was basically just like, "Oh, I'm just running and jumping in for, for a second. And I was like, "Whoa, the the small child version of this person I know through this MMO yeah. is playing this game, you know? Yeah. And so, like, that would be... The concept of playing an MMO with the offspring would be crazy. You know, that, like, we're technically both playing the same game. Yeah, we can run raids together, but, like, we don't need to be in the same guild. We don't need to be the same level, same class. You know, like, if our experiences cross paths, great. If they don't, not required. Mm-hmm. But uh, that would be... Yeah, that would be fascinating to, to actually, like, live throughout, you know, weeks and months in a virtual world. With yeah. a family member. I like that. Good pick. Huber, your final pick. Dragon Quest Eight: Journey of the Cursed King. Yeah, that's going to be fun. We're going on an adventure. Yeah. Saddle up. You Saddle know, up. Like, we're getting a nice meal before this. Mm-hmm. Will you let your child name the characters? Absolutely. Great. You can only name uh, the player character. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going on an adventure. Um... It's my favorite adventure in video games. Uh, that's, that's Still? It. Yeah. Wow. Um, Your favorite adventure. And I think, uh, you know, the the art style, I think, holds up. Like like how you're talking about Metal Gear Solid art holding up. Yeah. Um, I think Dragon Quest VIII will look great. For forever. Yeah, forever. 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 It'll look just beautiful. Yeah. Daniel Butter with your final pick. Uh, Burnout 2. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yes. Wow, Burnout 2. Burnout Why? Because here is a game where screwing up is a blast. <laughs> nice. Like when you're just like barreling down the freeway and you're just trying to dodge cars and you, you just don't. And you just and then your car just gets wrecked and this car is wrecked and it's just tumbling. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's awesome <laughs> i screwed up but that's awesome you know and you just have fun failing constantly the two you know? of you laughing and having you know? a good and time and yeah, also really cool. you know it introduced the the crash mode so then, then it's like you try to set up the domino effect and the chains and then you know once in a while like you'll get something like really crazy glitchy that happens and makes the whole thing sort of explode 
You know? Yeah. And it was before, I think it was three, when they introduced, like, the whole thing about taking down other cars and, like, you like know. Like being able to smash yeah. for no reason. And sure. so that, that to me, like, I th- I feel like they, they got a little bit better later. But that, to me, in the races, it sort of felt like it took away because it's, like, every time you'd smash somebody, it'd be, like, this cutscene yeah. kind of thing. Mm. hate that yep. cutscene. You know, so the crash mode was still really great in 3, but it was, like, it's like the races were a little bit slowed down by the, by the takedowns and, and then just trying to be super aggressive. Yeah. Whereas, like, 2 is just, like, no, like, you're still focused on trying to get through traffic and everything, but when you wreck, you wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine you your wreck. dad? Saying, hey, I gotta show you something. When you wreck, you wreck. <laughs> yeah, all right. Is that, that like, I mean, Forza Horizon 3 is a great game. <laughs> yeah. But like, when I slam into a car, it's like, okay, just back up. Keep going. I thought your tweet recently was really funny when you were talking about how cars get wrecked in movies, just shattered to pieces. Yeah. And for some reason, they're very sensitive about it in video games. Good tweet. Uh, my last pick is going to be Tetris. Now, hear me out. My dad has always been better at me at Jet Moto, better than me at Jet Moto. I can never beat him. So I want a game that I am always better at <laughs> than my child. I want to be, you have be this really game. casual about it. What's like? Would you if your son was like, "Wow, Dad, you're really good at Tetris," you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah you'll never beat me." That's not big deal. Oh, yeah. you would assert yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to assert you, yourself. Would, so would you say before the child even started playing it? Now, you, Daddy's a lot better than you at this game. Yeah, and that's okay. It's because like that you is just something need to know that for and some reason, Tell me repeatedly i still hold that in high regards that my dad could beat me at jet moto you know that's so like that's a part of his identity in my mind like oh he's really good at jet moto so like i want that i want to sound like something just like yeah you'll never be better than i am at that yeah oh they're beating you no. your child is beating you in tetris <laughs> i still never got good at jet moto tweet it out when it happens i'm gonna day. train that kid like the karate kid we're gonna be on the <laughs> 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 you'll sneak in with my child he'll, he'll shatter the boston yeah. record that took like 30 weeks to yeah. get to yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah in one day all i'm gonna want to do is train that kid in the art of tetris <laughs> well then i'll find some other what'll be mario kart then i'll be like all right let's play mario kart i'll beat you with this okay uh so i need Naruto, to man hmm Come the new on. generation yeah Bonds. Passes the old. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe it. So you think someday I'll get good at Jet Moto? Yeah, you clearly didn't play enough. <laughs> if you wanted to, you could beat your dad in Jet Moto. I bet you're right. I bet yeah. if Settle I, it. Settle it. I think part of me likes him being good exactly. at Jet Moto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. part of that is that. So uh, <laughs> when I post, when I make the love and respect posts on patreon.com slash easy allies, uh, sometimes I'll tell people who's going to be on the panel. I have a question directed at Daniel Bloodworth, and I have a question directed at Michael Huber. Nice. Okay. So, uh, Blood... Didn't actually tell us we were going to be on the panel at yeah. that point, but... Yeah, you gotta, you gotta feel the vibes. It's, <laughs> yeah. what's been happening, Blood, is a, we've had, like, a, a seven-week gap of no bends, and so it's just, like, kind of, like, stopped really planning ahead too much. Anyway, this one comes from Mark Mon. Quick questions for Bloodworth. Do you use a racing wheel? No. Are you a rally, circuit, or drift racer? Rally. Yes. Ooh. Nice. Do you follow F1? And if so, what are your favorite all-time team and racers? Uh, I followed F1 for a couple of years and kind of got out of it now. And now I basically just see it whenever my wife turns it on. So your wife is more into it than you are, huh? At this point. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but do you have a favorite all-time team and racer? Uh, I mean, I feel like it just sort of biased to like where we started, like because Vettel was winning like crazy. Vettel. So Vettel has been sort of the pick, but yeah. Uh, 
Mark Vaughn's picks are Ferrari and Mika Hakkinen. So there you have it. Finally, Bloodworth. Will you review or at least try out Dirt Rally VR? Oh, I definitely would want to try it out in VR. Yeah, cool. I feel like Dirt, Dirt Rally, I, I kind of wanted to review, but it was always in this weird situation where I just felt like I was just missing it. I was just missing it. And then since I felt like I missed it, I never really got to get into the game that I wanted to, the way I wanted to. So it's strange. Like, I have it on my PC, but I haven't really played it. Yeah. that's That was kind of early access, right? Oh, super early access. Like, yeah. they announced the game, and it's like, you can play it. Yeah. Weird. And the same thing. Like, when the game was, like, released, it's like, hey, the game's out now. And nobody's Everyone like, buy it. yeah, we already had, what is that? And yeah. then it came out on consoles, like, five months, six months later. That, that loses that impact, that launch date impact that we're talking about. Man, I have the Rally Wheel for Grand Turismo 3 on PS2. Whoa. That was the only time I ever had a racing wheel. Yeah, I have one. But it was one. so cool. You, you'd put it up on the TV tray. Yeah. <laughs> sit in the chair. Oh, so fun. I won for GameCube that I was sent for reviews. And actually, Burnout 2. That was the... Burnout 2 was the perfect game I for that I see this connection wheel. here. Yeah. Um, it was... Every other game never really felt right with it. They made games compatible that should have never been used with a racing wheel. <laughs> Uh, Mario Kart was compatible with that wheel. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, and uh, F-Zero was compatible with that wheel. So nice. if you wanted to gain altitude, you had to push the D-pad while you're trying to steer. But oh, I have a really personal question for you. Oh, very personal. Here we go. Tell me your history with San Francisco Rush stunt mode. And you don't have to... If that's too personal, you don't have to answer yeah. that. <laughs> you know, uh, I, don't, I, I don't have a huge San Francisco Rush history. I think okay. I, I rented it once or twice. Ryan Stevens uh, is your guy for San, Fran- San yeah. Francisco Rush okay. questions. He is. Okay, he I'm loves that farm. series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hubert, yours is not uh, addressed to you, mm-hmm. but I need you to answer this question. Okay. Uh, the rest of us can chime in, but the, I need Hubert first. Okay. Hi, allies. I recently got Resident Evil 1 for my PlayStation 4. Yeah. And after two days of playing through the same Uh-oh. hour of the game Uh-oh. over and over again, I put the game down and probably won't ever come back to it. The typewriter and ink ribbon system, while unique, is utter garbage. <laughs> Save stations in general have always bugged me, and I'm very happy they no longer exist in today's games. My question to you is... What other remnants of older games or game franchises do you absolutely hate and are happy to see vanish from the media? Or what elements do you wish would make a comeback? Thanks a lot, guys. Love and respect. Olayer 3. Boy, you read that. Hmm. Yeah, earn those saves. Yeah, I love the, the save system in uh, Resident Evil because... Continue. Oh, just because uh, it makes it more meaningful when you get to a safe station when you get to a safe room in resident evil mm-hmm. uh it is a very great feeling uh and it, and it puts pressure on you and i like that pressure when i'm when i'm too op in video games when there's no fear uh when it's automatically saving at all times um there's a disconnect for me so do you wish there were safe stations more in games it super depends on the game sure you know uh i definitely wouldn't want it video game wide but used in the right situation um it it dragon quest builders hard save yeah dragon quest 7 i'm playing right now they're like hey you have to go to the church to save i'm like whoa yeah okay and when you're out in the wild 
you feel like you're out in the wild. It's yeah. a risk. Like, you got to make it back to town. Yeah. I love that. I kind of do, too. It's so nice. I'm not sure I'm here with you, Olair, uh, but maybe we should discuss further. Really really quick, though. Yeah. Uh, I got RE, because why not? It's free in PlayStation Plus. Sure. Uh, played it for an hour. Totally 100% lost. Completely trapped. What don't happened? Know where to go. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. Like, I... Will you ever go back, or are you done? Uh, well, I mean, I've played the game, like, five times. And I'm not talking about Resident Evil. Like, the remake, I've re- I've played sure. and replayed and replayed. Can, can and I, st- I just can't remember. Uh-uh. I hear a Halloween stream coming. Can we stream uh-huh. together? Sure, yeah. Yes. It's, yes. So, it's just so funny, though. My inventory, I, I'm playing as Chris. My inventory's maxed out. I've tried every damn door. I'm like, what on earth? It's so not like you're, it's it's not like do, you're dying. They you're do just, a little yeah. sneakeroo on you, because you're like, oh, well, I played the fir- I played already on PlayStation. It's this door. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? You know. I love that they did that. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Blood, oh, is there anything that's, that... That's uh, so funny. I played it so many times. <laughs> is there anything you're happy that's gone from games? Happy that's gone? Yeah. Um, a thing that used to annoy you so much. You're like, I, I got to deal one. with that anymore. What's that? Wii Motion. Peace. Oh, come on. No, that's fine. What do you mean, come on? Hate Wii Motion. <laughs> yeah. Hated it. Well, it's back now, it, baby. We got VR. I know. <laughs> uh, but, it, like, Wii Motion was the the, like chink in nintendo's armor for me um i never liked it or i said i I liked it once i guess and that's legend of zelda uh other than that though i just never got into it i just want like then they 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 did the gamepad because they felt they needed like to have a controller gimmick i feel like you're you're creeping into a whole discussion i know oh boy it's a spider in my throat better have just a regular controller it's not gonna I don't want this handheld hybrid machine gun. You don't have to buy it. Get your, get your PSVR. Save up your money. We motion. Um, Do you have one, Blood? You thought of one? Well, no. I mean, I have something, but it's it's unfortunately not gone. Well, what is it? It's the it's the mash. Like you just come up to something like, oh, mash to get through this, mash to get through this. Like it doesn't have. I love any mash kind to get through this. Yeah. Especially when you're like defending yourself, mash it. Oh, dude, yeah, the, the <gasps> Dead by Daylight, baby. <laughs> yeah. God of War. You're yeah. mashing to lift those walls. It makes yeah. that wall have a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. Blood hates you know, the You know what doesn't have mashing that I thought was interesting? Gears. No mashing. Uh, when it's like, here, help me open this door, and then you just hit the button and they open it. There's no like. Oh. Open the door. Yeah, I mean, what I, I was what waiting I, to do it, and it was like, oh right, they don't do that. But what I, I love is when somebody has just like some. I mean, well, uh, active reload is a good example of mm-hmm. you know like something that like when you do it, it like it realistically, if you analyze it, it it should have no bearing on like what you're doing in the game. But when you do it, it like it feels like oh, I'm I'm doing this thing, I'm turning this crank or whatever. Uh, mashing just never feels like that to me. It's like, oh, we're gonna, we're just gonna s- slam this really hard to like push something or to open something or yeah, it's just. We can uh, say one we want gone. Yeah, I got. Oh my god, it's obvious. What radio towers? I want them gone from well, video games. No, I mean, now, now, don't give me this of like not every game has radio towers. Variations of an item in an open world or game that you tinker with to reveal meaningless collectibles. I want it gone from video games altogether. Meaningless collectibles rile me up. They get me so heated. They take away from a video game for me. They take me out of it. I need a reason to do what I'm doing, not to check a box. Jones, counterpoint. Not for padding. Well, art isn't a quest giver a tower. You go to an object on a map. 
you click on a thing. No, that that's object not a tower. then sends you somewhere no, else. There is a person that you there. were not yeah. aware of. There is a reason that person is sending me on a quest. Not I'm going to climb this. Oh, right. now I see but all this. It, stuff. Right, but is there a reason that person's standing there by that barrel? In good games, all, there are all day, every day. Like, is, no. is there like an inherent realism in that? Like, in great no, video there, game side quests, I don't, I don't see any less realism in that than going to a tower and and, what about and Arkham Knight? actually like taking, especially especially if you're taking over the map, especially if it's a map where it's like this is an apocalypse. No one lives there. You have to go and turn that thing back on and reestablish contact, and then pick up like, trash and no like enemy people. Well, that's well, that, that's just a bad objective. You don't blame the tower on the thing the tower sent you to. <laughs> don't blame the tower. Don't blame the tower, the tower, though. The tower's the <laughs> messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. You know? With that messenger you're talking about trash. bad. You're talking about bad collectibles, bad side missions. It's not. I, 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 I yeah. I'm just. I don't think like there's. GTA. I don't think there's a problem inherent in the tower just by itself. I, I think there's ways to do that. I think sadly we got to move on. Oh, I got I more could stuff. I've talking to Jones about this all day long. <laughs> do we think we could do one more quick question? Sure. Because I really like this. Oh, man, there's so much good stuff this week. There's a comment that made me cry this week. <gasps> it was another father-son, but it was like, writing about his father. It was a really oh. good comment. Um, but let's do this one. Uh, hey, allies. I absolutely love 3D platformers, the collectibles, the mm. unparalleled level design, the humor, and last but not least, the joy of jumping. Capitalize both J's. I understand why. The joy of jumping. Mm. Super Mario 64 remains to this day to be the one of the most important games I've ever played. The genre permeates my gaming memories. I have vivid recollections of being a kid playing Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Kazooie, or my high school years playing Super Mario Sunshine, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, etc. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Put it, that's etc. Now, I've observed over the last several years this that very few quality platformers have been released. Sure, series like Uncharted or Assassin's Creed have platforming elements, but I've not had the joy of playing a game like Super Mario 64 for almost a decade now, with the exception of Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. So, my question to the panel is this. Why has this once incredible and hugely influential genre been largely forgotten? The closest thing to a platformer I've played in a long time was ReCore. And well... Frankly, that game sucked. <laughs> Will this largely dumb, dormant franchise ever return to the spotlight where it belongs? Love and respect, Revelo. Um, Have you played Tropical Freeze? The joy of jumping is there in Tropical yeah, yeah. Freeze. But if you have it, the joy you at least of jumping. Got one. I yep. think what he's talking about is very different, though. Absolutely, of course. Because 2D platformers, they're around. There's been a resurgence. They're in different forms. A lot of them are done by um, indie companies, of course, but like 2D platforming is represented. 3D platforming is almost non-existent. Yeah. Uh, you just started Banjo-Kazooie. And I love it. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I couldn't, I did not intend to watch that stream. I watched it the whole thing. I was there the <laughs> whole, whole night. Such a great, fun game and yeah. so good to look at. Uh, and I, and actually related to that, I I just this past weekend I think uh, played the ukulele toy box. Ooh, uh, yeah. And so it's funny because right now, like one of the things that like attracts you to Banjo Kazooie is like just how cool the worlds look and like how much detail they put into the textures. Ukulele right now is a bunch of boxes. Yeah, it's a bunch of boxes with grids on them. And I went through that whole thing which was only like an hour or two and, and made sure that like 
I got every stupid little. An hour or two is more than I thought it would be. Is the joy of jumping alive in ukulele? Yeah, yeah, I think it cool. is. And and uh, you know, it, and it's just, and I think that's the thing. Like when you're talking about like what's a good collectible, what's a bad collectible, and and I think one of those things, uh, and like Mario Galaxy Two is a perfect example. How hard is it to get? Like how much of a secret does it feel like to to yes. get to those? They you know? themselves are fun to obtain because it's a challenge to get them. Not, I just got to go drive over there to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I got to a tower. The tower told me where to drive. Yeah, now I'm going to drive back down, pick it up, instead of like, no, I'm going to platform <laughs> up into that whole time this right. Boom, got it. Yeah. Yeah, because like there's this one cool. mechanic where like basically, um, uh, I don't know, I don't really know which is which, but it, the chameleon like rolls up into a ball. To, Let's like, call go, him Yuka. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's sort of like the, uh, it's like kind of like the long legs with Kazooie. Yeah. So you can go up steep inclines. Yeah, yeah. And so like you're going up basically spiraling up this tower and you've got to learn like how to hit the jumps and then stop and then keep going without like flying off the tower. You know, and so once you get up to the tower it feels really good and then you get to look down at the rest of the box world. You know, and it's like there's no there's no assets here. Yeah. But I'm having fun with this and right. it feels like it's, you know, an actually a true successor to Banjo Kazooie. The one thing they need to get well, I don't know if they get rid of it or if they just need to vary it more, is they have they still have the little squeaky voices. Yeah. And so Is like, that old? That's that's it, a that's a ribbon ink uh save system. That's something that's gotta go. Yeah, or like I said, maybe maybe it's just a matter of like they just have to vary it more in the final game. Because it, like I started listening to that and it was like it was this sort of it, it reminded me of the beginning of uh, Okami. If you played that game, the like when it first released on PS2 and like that opening, you just kept hearing this repetitive squeak 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 squeak. Because the cricket, right? Yeah, yeah. Just went on forever. It's like I don't know if I would have made it through that if people hadn't told me this was a really good game. There's one for Olayer. That's got to go. With the cool with the loon. I do think platformers will come back. I think it's all just shifting and you know weaving like right now we're getting an open world resurgence ton of those um i think i don't think it will here's the thing they're hard to design they're super hard to design they're expensive to design dude one of the the one that comes to my mind immediately recently is sunset overdrive oh my Mm. god uh and sunset overdrive won't get a sequel yeah that's how sad that is i didn't go into it expecting some awesome platformer and when you start like getting better at moving in that game it is just a thrill like the 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 jumping on things and hooking and and grinding like when you get and running on walls like when you like it takes a while to master but like all good platformers you know when you finally feel comfortable and good doing it oh i, mean, I think i think of ssx as a platforming game more of a more than a uh, like a racing game, like actual sports racing game. I wouldn't, I would not classify it in that genre, but I just think that because I'm thinking of, you're saying like, we're never going to get the games like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of like games we've gotten because we had this amazing resurgence in the late nineties, you know, or or not resurgence, but like we had the, like the genre can hit its peak, you know, it's like of Mario 64. It's like still one of the best games ever. Uh, I think a game you wouldn't necessarily consider a platforming game, but still has some of my might be my favorite jumping in any game ever is Shadow of the Colossus. Like, Mm. like just that feeling. I remember, I think it was like the, one of the, one of the last ones you have to do where it's just like this hallway and it just walks back and forth and you can climb up this wall on the side of it. 
And I remember like looking at it, being like, "How do I get on that thing?" And I'm like, "Oh, do I just jump? Like, do I just like run to the edge?" And like, ha- like just the way I mean, it's it's basically uncharted now. Just the actual feeling of weight and seeing the limbs like move. You know, it's not just like, "Oh, I'm gonna hold this little Spider-Man pose while I'm in midair," <laughs> but like, no, my body has weight to it, and I have to grab onto this thing when I like just that <gasps> you know vibe when I jump off of something like. Yeah, uh, I mean, sh- it, and, and so I'm just saying, like, maybe Last Guardians, like, there's a little of that there, you know, like actually looking down or up in the environments you're in and searching for for those little, yeah, those little <laughs> secret nooks. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, for a great platformer to be great, like, just that's it. Those simple things have to feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when you first boot up Mario 64 and you start running and you do a triple jump, you know, and you oh, gain that God. momentum, mm-hmm. like, that feels fun. Every time. And then yeah. once you start to like get tested and you like have to do that to do something and then you nail it, like that's where it all comes together. Whereas now so many games that have some form of platforming, you know, like they make it so that when you jump, you're just going to make it across no matter, you know, even if it doesn't look like it, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like the jump kind of stretches to be however long it needs to be. Yeah, I really, I say that I really stand by this. Go back and do it. A long jump in Mario 64. You can oh. do it in Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing oh that feels better than most anything in any video game. Just feels good. It's like comparing it to the Beatles, though. I mean, it's Super <laughs> Mario. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. Uh, but even, you know, yeah, like Mario still continues to do it. You know, like Mario Galaxy, like when you get a long jump and then you like get it between the planetoids and you kind of do this thing where you like oh, get to the edge of the gravity and you like rubber band yes. back mm-hmm. that feeling <laughs> it feels so good but I'm getting the impression that our panel is optimistic about 3D platformers going forward whereas I was pessimistic is that the case NX baby I mean I don't know I don't know that we'll see a research. like I don't see a momentum for it but I mean sure. at least ukulele is coming yeah we know Nintendo will probably continue to do 3D Mario platformers in some form they didn't for the entirety of the Wii U well they did 3D Land it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the same thing. We're talking about this legacy of 3D platformers right now. I don't want to get in this argument, but this is not, this is not carrying that torch. I think, uh, or do you, do, does the panel think it's safe to say we will get a Mario NX, a Donkey Kong NX? Zelda will have uh, some sort of platforming, don't, like not, climbing. Oh, Hubert! You know, now that he, the climbing that mountain. I don't think the Zelda I would put into the. Yeah. I get I mean, too emotionally invested in this conversation. I know you don't Mario know. Mario NX, Donkey Kong NX are coming, Kyle. You don't know what that would do to me, Hubert. They're coming. My eyes are watering. I, you just don't bring them up. Uh, Jones, are you optimistic about 3D platformers moving forward? Yes, uh, I think it's. Yeah, I think there's still. I think that, I, I think there's still places to go in that genre. I think there's still uh, sizes of worlds that can be bigger than anything that we've created before. Um, but yeah, not the most popular. It just it just happens. Just fighting games went away for a while, and then boom, they came back. You it know? Just so takes like, a good game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I hear that. Super Mario, you know, like if if 3D platformers died, wouldn't that mean there'd be no more Mario? Kind of. There's, not necessarily. No I mean, Mario. you're saying as long as Mario is alive, as as 3D it, platformers are alive. Yes. Okay. Keep Mario alive. There's, <laughs> gosh, there's some good stuff this week. We got to move on. That has to be the end of our podcast. But before then, let's talk about bets. It's time for bets. Uh, last, let's do next week's bet. <laughs> Skylanders Imaginators. Of all the games that are coming out, I picked this one to make our bet about. This is the new Skylanders game. This is the one in which you can make your own Skylanders hero. Some How dare you? platforming. Some. 
Uh, there's some platforming, and yeah, you can jump now these days. I thought about that actually, and it's it's, no, it's mostly action, not a lot of. There's jumping now. There they, is. They added jumping. Yes, but it's not the joy of jumping with two capital J's. Not known no. for its jumping now. Even though this year, Crash Bandicoot will be introduced True. as a Skylander, hmm. which uh, draws us to our question. I'm going to look at the top ten most recent reviews on Open Critic at this point next week for Skylanders Imaginators. How many times will I see the word? Bandicoot. Brandon Jones. I say nine. Okay. I think one each, and I think that's one, my one, and that's one person's going to manage not saying it. I lost my bet. Oh remember boy, your bet? I remember my bet. Sure. Okay. Ten times. Nice. Daniel Bloodworth. Uh, I kind of played it safe in the middle seven times, and Ooh. I made a mistake because I also bet nine. <laughs> nice. Let me lock those in. Yeah, we have bad chances of winning this week, Jones. Yeah. Woof. Uh, I assume somebody's going to say Bandicoot more than once. Some people won't mention it, but that's a big draw. Crash Bandicoot. It's more of a draw than the Imaginator. Like, oh, you could pick the face of it. Here's the thing. They're not, they design them as sets. They design them as, okay, you're doing the pumpkin Imaginator, then you've got pumpkin hands, pumpkin legs. You want to mix and match them? No, we want the set. I don't want just ugly... Ugh. I get real upset about this stuff. Why? Why does he get so worked up about stuff like this? <laughs> Let's talk about last week's bet. Mafia 3 and Paper Mario Color Splash are releasing on the same day they released on Friday. Uh, we went to Amazon's best sellers list. At this point, last week, Mafia 3 was number 9. Paper Mario Color Splash was number 13. And so it was our uh, job to bet... On which game would be number, or which game would lead this week, and by how many? Here's how the betting went down. Jones, you bet that Mafia Three would be winning by five spots. Ian bet that Mafia Three would be winning by three spots. Ben bet that Mafia Three would be winning by four spots. I bet that Mafia Three would be winning by eight spots. Mafia Three right now on Amazon's bestsellers. It's number fifty-one. Paper Mario Color Splash, right now on Amazon's bestsellers, number 21. <laughs> Paper Mario Color Splash Paper Mario wins by 30 spots. Yeah. No one wins. Paper Mario does. <laughs> Paper Mario wins. Mario. Maybe Mario's reviews alive. win. Platformers. Paper Mario, I think, right now at this point is, I mean, there's only one review, right, from IGN for Mafia 3, and no one else has beaten it yet. Still, right now? There were no early access copies. I don't know if there's yeah. a lot of reviews out yet. There's maybe some s- random ones here and there, some leaked copies. Sure. Uh, crazy. Yeah, and so maybe reviews really affect things. Maybe re- the positive reviews Paper Mario is getting right now are helping it Well, there's stay. definitely been a lot of negativity around the launch of Mafia 3. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, bugginess. Uh, yeah, the the 30 PC, frames per second yeah, PC on PC, absolutely, yeah. yeah, that'll hurt your sales. Even, but I mean, we're looking at the PS4 and Xbox One yeah. versions that are making this top 10, 100 list. Uh, yeah, so we talked about this. We agreed that basically the bet is you have to at least get that first component right. We thought about giving it to Ian because he's technically closest, but no, he said Mafia Three will win. Ian, uh, you don't win. None of us win. So the score remains Green Lizards 12. <laughs> Red Eagle 16. Ka-ka! So I don't I don't know who gets to Yeah, who closes this out? Uh, either you either you do as moderator or maybe roll the roll the dice again. Ooh, I like rolling again. So Blood, give us a gentle roll. In the meantime, Didn't Brandon and I will promote patreon.com/easyallies. Sure. 
Yeah. Uh, that is the thing. We are oh, yeah. easy allies. Uh-huh. The, the four people you've been listening to are easy allies, but there are many beyond us. Totally. Five even. Yes. <laughs> Snapping your fingers. Tell me Jones. more. <laughs> uh, we're a group of people who love video games, and we love to make videos about video games. Podcasts, live streams, previews, reviews. Retrospectives. Game yeah. sleuths. Just yep. we, love, uh, we love doing this stuff. We love video games, and we love to uh, show that in video. And uh, basically how we do that is through support through Patreon. And so if you go to patreon.com slash easyallies, you can see how you could support us to do more of those things. And also you can see what we're doing. You go to easyallies.com to see the stuff we're doing, to see our schedule in your local time zone. Uh, it's not your local time zone, your time zone. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, lots of stuff. There's lots of stuff to see. There's our forums on the website as well. And uh, we're on Twitter. We're all over the place. Patreon.com. You can join for just a buck. Easy allies. Just a buck gets you Cup of Jones, an exclusive Patreon show. And you get to vote. That only patrons get to watch. Uh, you get a lot of voting responsibilities for that dollar. You get to vote on our uh, group stream nights. Yep. Tonight, we played a tournament of the Luigi's Mansion minigame from Nintendo Land, the launch title of the oh, Wii U. Oh, Ghost Mansion. That was tense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our, our patrons vo- voted on it. I thought they were just goofing on us. Turned out to be a great competitive yeah. game. Yeah. Great. Oh, that's a stream worth watching. Go to uh, youtube.com slash easy allies plays to see any of our stream archives. That's where you would find the, the tournament. Which and catch those streams live at twitch.tv slash easy allies. Yes. I think we covered everything there. Oh, that, was, yeah. that was well covered. Very covered. Teamwork on that. Copy paste that one. All right, <laughs> blood. Two. Number two. Hubert, you have won the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle. Please give everyone the right one. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, promote any Easy Eyes video you'd like to promote. Uh, you may get the final word on anything you've disagreed with or simply want to reiterate. Uh, and you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. And I want to say this. If you end the show with a prove-it ticket in your hand, you owe everyone a werehog. Oh, okay. This ain't right. I don't right. like this, Jones. So yeah, you're wait, so I ended so with it too. I, so I you're trying to yeah. force the prove it? Yeah. yeah. You got the prove it ticket. Use it. Right. There was even uh, a moment where it was time to you. prove it to Huber. I, yeah. He could have done it on me. He said a lot of beat em ups have burned me. And it's like, what they are you talking have, about? Like, uh, I'm going to make a list. Next time I'm on, I'll have a full Jones, list. Jones, use that prove it ticket right now. Yeah. Make Huber make that list. Yeah. All right, then give me a werehog. I'm going to make it anyway. You can have all my you can have all the werehogs you want. Oh, my God. Jones, use the prove-it ticket. <laughs> I'm going to make a list make of a list. the beat-em-ups that have burned me within the last four years. Four years. That's a lot of years. Uh, I guess Scott Pilgrim was four years ago at this point, wasn't Scott it? Scott Pilgrim's a 10 out of 10. I, I love that game. That. That's older It's very old. Yeah. And I it's a thing. I wish it was like one of the first like DLC games I remember. Yeah. Oh, like, such a good DLC game. Soundtrack. It's not one of the first. It's definitely not one of the first But, no, what, but I remember that. I remember just that being one of the, yeah. like in that trend of like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this game's only like 10 bucks. And yeah. I can just get it right now. Sweet. You know what? You cannot get that game right now. How Ooh. crazy is that? What? Delisted. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Lost even on Steam or something? the rights. That stuff wow. is so weird. What, man. If yeah. what if it's in my in my download history? Then that's you, fine. You can re-download. Oh, you are right. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Got to stream that then. That's some gold right there. But let's let's say we're playing. That's my boy. And you want to say, hey, let's play Scott Pilgrim. I'll yeah. go download it. Oh, oh gone. Yes. Crazy. A lot, that is of, crazy. lot of stuff have been delisted off all the services, even Virtual Console. Wow. It ain't right. It ain't right. Because uh, Virtual Console's fine. We could go to Game Dude. We could go buy that. Yeah. Well, not some like the entire... You remember 
like they didn't put out really very many good ones. I don't even know if they put out any good ones, but they had uh, they got the Commodore sixty four. They got a lineup of Commodore sixty four games. They put on Virtual Console. Yeah, wow, and all delisted, the whole thing. Mm. Wow. And Those anyway. things you can't get a game dude very easily. Yeah, I can't. Maybe, can. maybe a couple, but... Yeah, I hear you. But Scott Pilgrim, you cannot go to Game Dude and buy. They did not print that on a disc. Mm-hmm. That's gone. Poof. I love that someone in chat during one of our streams was, was listening to the, the, official, the official Easy Allies podcast theme. Uh, the theme of Easy Allies. And they were like, isn't this from Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, I thought immediately. Oh, right. That's funny. And, and Chad was like, no, 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 no. They got that. The, 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 no, the Phantom Inc. wrote it for... Phantom Inc. wrote it for the Allies. Yeah. And the person was like... I think it's from Scott Pilgrim. It's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion. That's that's right. Right. That's that was our right. official response. <laughs> uh, you got me thinking about uh, Phantom MK's remix of not just uh, like the, the the Rufus remix. Right. I really like that a lot. Oh, yeah. We got a really good one I think from... that was also delisted. Yeah, it's also delisted. Uh, <laughs> Endigo, a, a Swedish rock star, uh, sent us a, a, a oh. one a version of the oh, Rufus man. song. Haven't heard it. Maybe we should put it in the end of the show or something. Maybe we should do Here's a the thing, top 10 delisted uh, games of all time list. Ooh, that's this controversial. Marvel vs. Capcom 3. PT. Yeah. PT is up there. Scott Pilgrim. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 got delisted. You can't too? buy it digitally, right. But, I mean, you could go buy that as a disc. Wow. Um, I want to play the end of Rufus's song. Okay. It's been misconstrued. And it's because we're always shouting over yeah. it. So nobody talk over the end of this. Let's get a clean take. It goes up high. Because it's a yeah, yeah. Rufus does not get enough credit for that. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good, that's, Rufus. That's, that's, that's opening a treasure chest right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see more credit for that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry, Hubert. Do you uh, have a final word on anything? Uh, don't give me meaningless collectibles anymore, video games. I'm so sick and tired of it. My character in that game, whichever it may be, needs a contextual reason to be picking up these items. So I don't want to Adam Jensen it, break into a random stranger's house and rummage through his cupboards. I don't want to Lincoln Clay it and crowbar my way in to a random person's house to pick up their Playboy on the kitchen counter. I need <laughs> a reason. Context. Uh, Huber, <laughs> this is the first time in the history of the Easy Eyes podcast that someone has just created a new rant in the moment of the final word. And I gotta say, I really like it. Like, hey, do you have one locked and loaded? Let's go. Yeah, that's, been, that's final word. Well, that's that was, that was a variant up. of the tower conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. It's been getting me. Yeah, I love that. Uh, any video you want to promote? Uh, no, but I want to promote um, Easy Allies on Twitch. Uh, if you listen to the podcast or if you don't, uh, if yeah, if you just don't come uh, to the the Twitch streams, uh, I highly encourage it. Uh, every day, uh, different times here and there, but uh, every Tuesday we do the group group stream at uh, six p.m. Pacific time. Uh, just a great place to uh, hang out and uh, check out some awesome video games. And different game every time, you know. Hang out normally bothers me, but I get it. We're hanging out. It's an environment. You got to see chat. I know yeah. not everybody participates in chat who's mm-hmm. watching, but chat is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chat is ridiculously funny in our yeah. streams for some reason. Yeah. It's like they, they put us they put us in our place. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah. That's it. Uh easy allies. Your trademark sign off.
stay hyped. <laughs>